Good morning. On this bowl of question crunch, the unbelievably talented artist Fahima Chaudhry is here to answer questions about her online store, Unicorn Crafts. We talk about the trials of small business, diverse representation in media, and most importantly, our favorite unicorns. It was meant to go live in November, so some of the conversation could be a bit dated. Not sure. Enjoy. <laughs> So I stumbled upon Fahima's artwork. Uh, I don't even know how it happened, but you know when you're on Instagram and you're searching like through a bunch of stuff or the, you know things are suggested or people post them on stories. Not entirely certain how it happened, but when I saw uh, when I saw Fahima's account, I immediately fell in love because I'm a big fan of color, um, especially color that I'm not really used to doing. I love seeing a palette that's inspirational and introduces me to a, to different kind of color theories that I didn't even didn't think about. Um, so yeah, I'm a huge fan. Awesome, that's so sweet. I'm touched. <laughs> Not only is your uh, just seeing the pastels and the vibrancy come together, and it always when I think about, it, I always think of like Lisa Frank meets uh, oh, damn it, what what's that name? I had it, I had it. <laughs> <laughs> the the director of uh, um, Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Thank you very much. I'm going to be very upset because in the previous, I'm a big fan of Wes Anderson, but my, my mind went blank. I, I, I thought of Mel Blanc and I was like, that's not his name at all. That's Bugs Bunny. That's well, bizarre. We're going to forget, for, forgive you because, you know, you're awestruck by the fact <laughs> that I'm here. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Um, and it's not only the color that I really love, it's uh, your dedication to uh representation of uh, people of color of women of just feminism it's it's fantastic and i immediately had a follow when i when i was scrolling through your photos i was like oh my god this person's great and so i'm really excited to meet you if you can't tell uh <laughs> but what i'm curious about is what is your art history um so like with a lot of artists i've been into art my entire life since i was a little girl drawing i remember my first like vivid um memory of it is probably like the fourth grade when we got assigned to draw like snoopy scenes and i drew one and i drew a peppermint patty and i was just like this this is actually kind of good. Like I I am patting myself on the back for this, and I was like, it's really fun. And just to sort of like get that reinforced by like the teacher and like the the students that were around me, I was just like, oh, oh okay, like maybe there's something to it. And my dad, he was an artist when he was younger, or he can draw. He's not practicing or anything, but he has the artist um, in him and he was very much into like performing arts and stuff like that. So like it, it runs in my family and my sister took painting classes when she was younger and she's more of like the performance as well. Um, she's, she can sing really well. I took choir, but I can't say that I'm a singer in any way. Um, maybe like hide me in a group and sure I sound great, but yeah, no, not a solo artist. So I think art has always been there. Um, grew up watching cartoons, of course, like, I was very upset. I remember also probably around like the third or the fourth grade when things started shifting into the live action field. I remember when Power Rangers came out and everyone was really stoked about that. And I was just like, um, I'm going to stick to my 2D animation because that's where my heart is. And of course, wanted to grow up working for Disney in 2D animation. And, and then, you know, everything started switching to 3D. And I was like, well, I don't. I don't know what to do anymore because I don't really like computers. And this was obviously at the time of like just that transition where I was just like didn't really understand it, but just knew what I loved and knew that it was being taken away from me. So I was like holding on to it with like tooth and nail. So it's always been there in my blood. And, you know, now I found a way to make it work. And yes, I do work with computers. So I haven't totally like neglected that part of it. Um, but I still do a lot of traditional drawings. I, everything starts off as a sketch. So whatever final product you see has always been a sketch that moves into um, the three or the, the digital world. I think it took me a while to actually get like a, a tablet to work on because I still love to see the pencil markings on paper just to see the texture of the drawings. It's just really fun to see. Um, so you loved cartoons. Uh, what, what cartoon did cartoons. you, what cartoon really stands off in your mind? 
everything and anything. Like, I wasn't just devoted to Disney. Like, I love Care Bears. I love Looney Tunes. I love all the, you know, um, Disney afternoon cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons. I just inhaled it all, like, as much as I can. I didn't grow up with, with cable or any of the fancy channels. So it was whatever, you know, was on PBS and basic cable that I was watching. So anytime there was a cartoon on, I was just sitting there trying to trying to watch all of it. And I wasn't really a big like comic book person. So it was mainly like in the form of, um, you know, television cartoons and featured animation films for me. I had the basic cable too. It was always switching between uh, five, seven, 11, and then later 13. in the afternoon, 13. <laughs> but 13 was at, uh, later in the afternoon. That's, yeah. when, uh, that's when the not so good cartoons came out. <laughs> But I was always a big fan, like Double Dragon, Mighty Max. That was over on UPN. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when they would, like, give us, like, the two-week preview of, like, the Disney Channel and just to, yes. like, get you hooked? And, like, oh, my gosh, like, I would sit there <laughs> with my VCR and, like, record everything because I'm just like, I only, I only have it for two weeks. I just need to get everything. I remember having a lot of VHSs with a uh, – you write down – because you had a line. So you wrote down every, like, show that you have yep. on there. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I would record – music videos and commercials as well because it was just all really fun stuff um the reason why i ask about like your favorite cartoon is because uh um i i saw on uh because I, I don't know the names the, the the titles of the moons when someone's like oh it's a blue moon and i'm like cool i i didn't know moons had titles and then when i was looking it up i saw that uh november ends with a beaver moon and immediately i thought of angry beavers and yes. i was like <laughs> That's where my mind always, like, I think of Angry Beavers way more than most people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've thought about Angry Beavers in quite a minute. Although, like, all these resurgences of, of shows are coming back, so it's really exciting. Because, like, um, Animaniacs just, just started up again on Hulu. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm really excited about that. It just started yesterday, I believe. I did watch that first episode. Um, How was it? It's strange because don't like break it, my it's, heart. Don't break I'm not going to break your heart. I'm not going to break your heart. I'm not going to break your heart because I feel like the comedy, I did laugh out loud a few times and I haven't done that in a while with a cartoon. Um, I mean, I can laugh. I, I can enjoy it internally, but that, you know, Animaniacs actually made me laugh. It's just the uh, animation is different. So yeah. it's, did you watch uh, the dark crystal on Netflix? No, I never got really into all of those Jim Henson puppet shows. Totally understandable. Yeah. You were stuck on 2D. It's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why I bring it up is just because it's seeing something that you know and you love when you were younger, and then you see it in a different filter of a more modern style and a more uh, updated style. It's mm -hmm. jarring, but you get used to it because all the people are there. They, they have beautiful music as they did uh, previously, so it's all orchestrated, so it's perfectly fine. I, I have no problem with it. It's... I. It's it, it's strange, but you get used to it. <laughs> I 100% understand that because even though it wasn't a very long time, I don't think, but when Powerpuff Girls came out, I was such a huge fan of that. Like everything about it was perfection for me. Like Craig McCracken could do no wrong in my eyes. And then when they did the reboot and they changed, you know, some of the line quality to it, it got a little more angular. Same thing with Teen Titans Go. I was just like, Oh, like I was a really big fan of like, you know, the, those curvatures and, and the line quality of the first round. And then when they changed it to a little bit more sharper angles and stuff, I was just like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. But you got used to it, right? Like it wasn't. <laughs> Did I? I Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, maybe. No, not really. <laughs> But like uh, the Invader Zim movie that came out recently, um, that also was a little on the jarring side because like uh, everything was cleaned up, everything because it was mostly computers, all of the proportions were perfect all the time. And I I like it, don't get me wrong, it looks great, but there is that little bit of me that wants it to be crude. I want it to be organic. I want it to like not work sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> It's really um, fun to do that. And, ex and to discover, like, new cartoons. I, I just recently discovered, because I just got Disney+, Plus. I was late on that. Um, it was a birthday present for me from my husband, so I didn't get it when it first came out. So I was just always hearing about everyone talking about all these Disney Plus shows, and I'm just like, I really, I just really want to watch all this. And then The Mandalorian came out, and I was like, okay, like, now I super have to get it. And, and then I finally, 
or my husband finally got it for me when Hamilton was about to come out because that came out um, early July. My birthday was like the next week. So he's like, here you go. Here's an early birthday present. Watched Hamilton, started discovering things on Disney Plus that I hadn't seen because I didn't have the Disney Channel. And I discovered Star versus the Forces of Evil, which, oh my gosh, can I tell you how much I love that cartoon? It is so good. I want them to like make more, like make a movie, make a, bring it back. I don't care. Just I want more Star in my life. Uh, I don't know about it. So if you're, I, I mean, you're selling it on me already. So <laughs> if you like my color palette, you will love star. If you like quirky humor, you will love star. If you like that sort of like sailor moon, uh, girl power fighting aspect to it. Like it is, it is amazing. I love it so much. Uh, you're, I'm sold. <laughs> well, cause like I'm, I, I usually, when I go on Disney plus, I watch all the old movies that I've, I've got so many, cause you have the watch list and you can, so you can conveniently go to your movies. And yep. I think that I've got James and giant peach. I've got, uh, um, uh, Pete's dragon, the original Pete's dragon. Oh, I have that just conveniently there whenever I want to watch it. Um, even tall tale from the nineties. <laughs> yes. Tall yeah, I started yeah. watching all like the documentaries on Disney Plus because I'm a huge like documentary fan, and I'm really into like park lore and like all the Imagineering stuff. Like the Imagineering I'm, was great. Yeah, the Imagineering story was amazing. I cried multiple times, but yeah, I just love all all the documentaries that they're putting out, and oh, just like oh, this this is what I'm here for. Like this is this alone is like worth <laughs> my six ninety nine a month. <laughs> So how did you, uh, how, so your, uh, on Instagram, you have a store that you can buy all of your cool things and called Unicorn Crafts, um, which I think the, the few things that I definitely have to buy when I was looking through your uh, merchandise is I want to buy the Mickey ice cream sandwich, which um, I did not know I wanted one as bad as I do until I saw that. <laughs> um it's it's beautiful it's uh it gave me a lot of really good memories and it looks great it looks fantastic um the other one is i've got i've got an ally hat that i wear during the the women's march and so when i saw the pin that was a a feminist unicorn yeah i was like i want that one as well i think it's great um how did unicorn craft start unicorn crafts uh going on 10 years this month actually so perfect timing um I started that as sort of like a art therapy for me because my mom had just passed away um, that September. So I was looking for something and I was working in the Bay Area at an art studio at the time. It was like such a great job. And I loved being around like creatives all the time. I ran the dark uh, black and white dark room of the art studio on the UC Berkeley campus. I also went to UC Berkeley. So I when I was a student there, I started working there. And then after I graduated, I stayed on. I started teaching black and white photography classes. Just being up in the Bay Area was like my dream. I loved it so, so much. And my mom's cancer came back. So I took a four-month leave of absence, moved back down to L.A. And two months into my leave of absence, she passed away. So I sent in my resignation, um, moved back in with my dad and my sister at the time. not my sister at the time she's still my sister but my sister (laughs) when she was still living here um and it was just a big shift for me to figure out what am I going to do next because I've been in this creative field at that time it was maybe like about five years so I was like I I don't want to just get like a nine to five I don't know how to like get my foot through the door in like you know certain creative fields um I think I'm just going to take this time and figure out what I'm going to do, but in the process, just keep being creative. So I was like, I want to try something that I haven't done yet. I've done painting, drawing, I've done sculptures. What can I do that I haven't done? And jewelry making sort of was something I was um, starting up in the Bay Area that I was like, let me let me look more further into that. I did some research. I started doing like shrinky dink jewelry. That was like the first round of stuff that I did. Um, and from there I opened an Etsy shop. So I was doing my illustrations on Shrinky Dink. And if you don't know what Shrinky Dink is, it's a bakeable, shrinkable plastic that you, um, cut out and then bake it in the oven and it shrinks down to about 50% of its original size and it gets hard and I can make jewelry from that. So I was like, that's really cool. So I did that, opened an Etsy shop, was getting some sales and I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. Found that there are things called craft fairs. So I did one called Unique LA, um, which was at the very beginning um, stages of me starting this whole journey in 2011 was when I did my first like craft fair design show situation. And 
like I was getting really good sales and like really good um, feedback from my art. And I was like, this is kind of cool. And I got my first wholesale order at that show. And I was like, I don't know what a wholesale order is. Because, you know, I didn't go to business school. I wasn't planning on ever opening a business. So I had no idea what any of this was. But luckily at that show, I met some friends who are still my friends today. And we sort of like formed this like bounce ideas off each other, figure thing, let's figure this out together sort of group. So it was like, okay, well, how, how do I do a line sheet? How do I set up a wholesale order? Like what, what, what's the net 30? What's a net 60? Like, I have no idea what these terms were. So between that and Google, I sort of had to like teach myself how to start and run a business. And from there, it was just like always trying new things, figuring out what, what I want to make. And I always kept it in the back of my head, like when this stops being fun, it's okay to move on to something else. Cause for me, like I always want to make sure I'm having a good time doing something. And if I'm not having a good time, like I'm fine walking away from it. Like I'm not one of those people that are like, well, I'm too old to like start over. I'm, I'm too invested in something to start over. Like, no, for me, it's always like, if I'm not having a good time, I'm just going to move on and do something else. And luckily, you know, 10 years later, it's still really fun. It's been hard. There's been a lot of ups and downs. Um, but yeah, so long-winded answer. That's that's how Unicorn Crafts came about. Uh, long-winded answers are perfect. This is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to, my favorite part about, my favorite part about that answer was uh, shrinky dings. Um, I didn't even think about <laughs> people not knowing what that is. So when you explained it, I was like, oh yeah, there might my Shit, there's, there's probably oh, quite a few I, people who don't know what Shrinky Dink are. I didn't are. know what a Shrinky Dink was. I was just like, what, what is this? What is this thing that I'm trying to do? <laughs> so yeah, it was a lot of research of like, okay, you, you do this, and there's like different kinds, and and even when I would like, you know, have my goods out at shows, like people that knew would get so excited, like, are are these Shrinky Dinks? And they would, their eyes would just light up, and I'd be like, why, yes, yes, they are. <laughs> Welcome to your childhood. I feel like that's that, that sounds a lot like what your story was, where it said uh, someone's like, oh, uh, I'll buy this wholesale. Like, definitely sold. What's a wholesale? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who, who's got who's got the cheat sheet for this? I don't I don't know what I'm doing. I always felt like I was flying by the seat of my pants, like those first <laughs> few years of just like, OK, got to figure this out. And I don't really know who to ask besides like someone else who's actually in it. And luckily, like my friends that I made at the time, um, we were all sort of at the beginning stages. So we were always like learning together. So when somebody had something going on, it was always like, okay, let me make a mental note of that or act like a physical note and be like, okay, well, when I have to deal with that, at least now I know how to, or if I was the first one, at least like everybody sort of like, you know, had the experimentation through me. It's like, it was just a good group of gals that we all sort of relied on each other and it was I mean like like I said we're still like very good friends until today um I I'm glad you still have fun because I'm having fun whenever you come up with a new product or I see a new product on your uh, store I'm having fun Yay. um one of my favorite ones I saw was the knife the knife with oh like a, a ghost on it <laughs> because it's got a really cute little bow on it <laughs> a knife I, I usually when I think of knives they're not cute I love to do that. I love to take things that are unexpected and cutify them to the degree that you're just like pleasantly surprised because I'm not into horror or gore or anything like that, but I know I wanted to do like something um, spooky cute for, for Halloween. And so I, I like to think that I'm the queen of spooky cute because I will take something that's supposed to be gory or supposed to be spooky and just transform it, like throw glitter and pastel at it until it's adorable. So taking a knife, throwing some bats and ghosts and putting a kawaii chubby bow on it and changing the color palette, that'll do it. That'll do it. That'll make you smile instead of, you know, run for your life. <laughs> um I don't know. I don't necessarily uh, look for cute stuff, but I love, I love the contrast. Um, I'm always a big fan of taking something serious or something dark and being like, "Haha, let's make it cartoony." <laughs> um, it just, I, I think that uh, doing that, flipping the script on certain items, makes it less scary. It just, uh, it's fun. I love, I love it. Um, why did you call it Unicorn Crafts? 
Is it just a big I, fan of unicorns? <laughs> I, basically, I love unicorns. <laughs> unicorns have always been um, in my life in some way, shape, or form, uh, whether you know at the forefront of my my brain or somewhere in my memories. But I've always loved unicorns. Like I remember. I want to say it was junior high. There was this one cartoon that was again back to the cartoons. Uh, there was this one uh, cartoon. The, the last episode that I the last episode I had was all about cartoons. So <laughs> you're in the right company to just talk about cartoons. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So there was this one cartoon called Princess Guinevere and the Jewel Riders, and there was uh, unicorns in that. Then I remember uh, early uh, My Little Ponies had unicorns and fluttercorns and like all these like super cute um you know fantasy creatures and it was just it was just always so fun and colorful and glittery and just magical so I was always like I I want that to be in my life like all the time and again like you know you don't ever outgrow anything like that if it's like part of who you are you can't just be like okay well from the ages of like uh three to seven I'm super into this thing and now I have to be into this thing like hmm no, that's that's the beauty of unicorn crafts. It caters to everyone and anyone who's willing to just just let it in. Just let in the magic and don't worry about how it looks to anybody else as long as you're having a good time and you're enjoying the art and the apparel, then welcome. We welcome you with open arms. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people do have uh, age brackets of what 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 how you know, if you're too old, you can't like this thing. Cause mm-hmm. I think that, uh, um, like, I think it's probably 10 years now. I like to look at my Facebook memories and see what people have said. And I think, uh, I post about going to Disneyland and I think it was my sister that said, Jimmy, you're getting too old for Disneyland. I was like, never. <gasps> and I think How I commented, I commented recently too, where I'm like, haha, I'm still going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, my dad, bless his heart he still doesn't understand why I go to Disneyland as sure. often. and I don't go as often I mean this is pre-COVID mind you but yeah. I, I did not go as often because I don't live um, in Orange County I live in the valley and it's quite a ways away especially if there's traffic on the five or like one accident or one person driving like five miles an hour it will back up the traffic for it once took me three hours to get to Disneyland uh, oh wow yeah yeah like that is that is dedication for you right there I actually had to go set up for Dapper Day Expo that day but it took three hours to get there and my goodness it, it's not fun when you're just like I just want to get to the happy place and this is taking forever <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he still doesn't get it. he's like you're, you're going again and I was only going maybe like once or twice a month um, I only go if I'm going with my husband or my friends, if I'm meeting somebody there. Um, I usually don't just go by myself um, because I have, uh, well, at the time I had like the very, very bottom tier pass where you have to still pay for parking. So I was just like, mm, you know, $20, $25 every time. It's kind of, kind of a lot. So I have to like strategically plan out my Disneyland trips. But, you know, some people are never going to get it just like how they might be super into sports and you're just like, well, good for you. Like, I'm not super into sports. Like I'll watch it, but I won't be all like, I have to watch football every, uh, whatever day of the week football is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Who knows? I think it's, isn't every day. I I thought, I I thought there's games that go, it feels like games go on every day. (laughs) That's what it feels like. I, I feel like that's what they think about us going to Disneyland. It's like, you're going every day. Like, if it makes you happy, then what is it hurting? It's not hurting you. It's making me happy. I'm more pleasant to be around. It's a win-win. Um, I, back when I used to work at, I used to work at the park. At, wait, <gasps> should I even mention it? No, I, I can mention it. I don't, us, I don't mind mentioning it. All, spill all the tea. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to spill all the tea. I'm just going to say that <laughs> one of my favorite things about when I worked there was finding, like, the little, like, uh, uh, out-of-the-way areas to just draw. Um, that was my favorite thing. So uh, when someone's like, oh, you go to Disneyland too often or you think about Disneyland too often, I'm just like, sure. And there's been many times where I've gone to Disneyland and not ridden on anything. Like when I worked there, I would just go there just to hang out inside the park and listen to the music and just yep. relax. And it was a great time. Um, I think yeah, the last I time that. I went to the park and uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully COVID ends soon. <laughs> but the last time was... Last spring we went on uh, we went on Easter and uh, that was the best time at the park 
there was hardly any lines and it was fantastic. We actually got on every ride and we even stopped at a, we stopped at the, uh, what's the restaurant? The, uh, the Gaston restaurant, the Rose. Oh, the, um, tavern. Rose. Yeah. The ta- tavern. Oh my gosh. It's been so long that we're forgetting right? what things are called. <laughs> I just know it's Rose, Rose and Gaston. Red Rose tavern. Okay, cool. Um, we even stopped there and got a cup of coffee and just relaxed for a bit. And, uh, we got on every ride. We even got on Peter Pan, which was insane. Are you um, yeah, no, that was a good day. Easter, if I go to a park again, if, if that ever happens again, <laughs> Easter would be the best day to go. Wow. I've never actually been during Easter. I, the last time I went was Valentine's Day because my husband and I started the tradition of spending our Valentine's Days at Disneyland, which is super fun. I love it. Um, but yeah, that was the last time that I went to Disney and boy, do I miss it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned, uh, uh, princess Guinevere, you said the jewel yes, writers. Yes, yes. Um, and you said there was a unicorn on there. Uh, which one's your, is, is that one of your favorite unicorns from pop culture? Um, no. cause whenever I think about unicorns, I always go like my mind loves to go to gravity falls just because I really love that episode. See, I've never seen Gravity Falls. And you would love it. I've been told. I've been okay. told that I would love it. And I actually have this one um, design in Unicorn Crafts. It's a sweater that has um, a rainbow and it's got, it's all pastel y and it's got like colored sleeves and like hearts all over the sleeves. And anyone who knows Gravity Falls and sees that, it's like, oh, this looks, is her name Mabel? Yes. Yeah, okay. They're like, oh, this looks like a sweater Mabel would wear. And I'm always just like, I don't know what you're talking about. You really have to watch a show. Everyone's told you to watch a show yes. because they know that you'll love the show. I it's can't true. stress I can't stress enough how much you'll love the show. I'm so sure I'll, I will love it. I will watch Star <laughs> and you'll watch Gravity Falls. Yes. And Gravity Falls is only two seasons, so it's a really quick watch. See, the thing about like starting new shows for me is like I really want to sit and pay attention to things. I don't want to just have it on in the background but I tend to overschedule myself with tons of different projects. I'm always like, I just basically just put on the same shows in the background just so I have some noise or if I'm just listening to podcasts. So I'm just not really focusing on, you know, keeping my attention on something or noticing the details. I just want to hear the stories or just already know what's going to happen. So I don't need to pay attention to it, but I'm just like, okay, there's so many shows that I've been meaning to watch, like actually sit down focus like avatar like i've been wanting to watch avatar because everyone's like oh you need to watch this show i'm like yes i would love to but also like i really want to like focus on it and like give it the attention that it deserves but maybe after the holidays (laughs) um i know exactly how you feel and that's been a hard time that's why i haven't binge watched animaniacs i'm going to take my time just because i want to be able to see all of its glory and i don't want to be focused on whatever art project i'm working Uh (laughs) exactly you're like you deserve respect i want to give it to you but we're just gonna have to both wait a little bit but what pop culture unicorns do you like sorry i went on a tangent of gravity falls just because i (laughs) love when you're like oh i haven't seen it i'm like oh no (laughs) it's okay i convinced you now it's your turn to convince me we're square we're good i'm Um, probably gonna watch star tonight (laughs) you sold it let me know how you love it I will. (laughs) Um, The pop culture unicorn. I don't think I have one that I'm like, oh, I super love this one particular unicorn. Um, Yeah, no, I don't have one. That's just that's just it. I don't have one that I'm like, this is it. This is my go to unicorn. I remember really liking Charlie the Unicorn on uh, YouTube (laughs) for like a bit. That was funny. (laughs) That's a delightful throwback. But again, I, I like the, the like, my unicorns need to look a very specific way, too. Like, I don't like super, uh, you know, gruesome-looking ones. I don't like... Gruesome-looking unicorns? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> just like how I can cutify things, people can uncutify things. So, you know, there's two two ends to this, this blade of cuteness. Um, but yeah, they're, it just needs to have a look and just give me that feeling for me to be like, okay, I super like this. I like, I like the shape. I like the, you know, the shape language of it. Um, I like the coloring of it. Um, if it's a character, then, you know, everything else matters with it, with um, how its attitude is, how it's speaking. Is it respectful? Is it annoying? You know, all these things like matter to me because 
growing up South Asian, you know, manners were a really big thing. So, you know, <laughs> I like now, like looking back at certain characters, I'm like, oh, I think I didn't like this character because it was like mean to its parents or mean to its siblings or like the bully or what have you. Whereas like maybe somebody else was like super into it. And I'm just like, no, but they're mean. Like, oh my gosh, this is probably going to crucify me. But I will say Donald Duck, the character, the cartoon <laughs> character Donald Duck is not my favorite. However, let me say, however, um, the character meets at the park with Donald Duck, my favorites. I love meeting him in the parks. He's adorable. He's awesome. He's, he's delightful. But the character of Donald Duck in cartoons, he's just a little too abrasive for me. I mean, he tormented his, his nephews on Trick or Treat. He didn't give him candy, of course. <laughs> So I think like subconsciously that's been in my head where it's like, I like, I like the nicer, the nicer characters. <laughs> and then Kingdom Hearts, he didn't give me health when I needed it. <laughs> oh, I think you've got some deep rooted Donald issues. <laughs> I actually really love Donald Duck. So uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I'm cause like you said, you didn't like Donald Duck. I'm trying to think of other reasons not to like Donald Duck, but I uh, actually, empathize really greatly with Donald Duck when he get <laughs> when he's got that short temper and he just gets mad I'm like oh, all right <laughs> I understand him I feel him because I feel like sometimes I am him but at the same time I'm just like you know if you were just a little nice I think I think Donald is a reflection of me at times and so it's like the things I would like to change about myself I see in Donald you don't like the mirror that's why you don't like him it's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is turning into a therapy session <laughs> See, I don't know which duck I'm more like, Donald Duck or Daffy Duck. I don't know. It kind of goes back oh, and forth. Oh, man. I definitely, I, yeah, Daisy is my favorite of all the ducks. She's just, oh, my gosh. She is amazing. She's everything I aspire to be, like, sassy. She's got my color scheme. Like, she's just, like, oh, the best. I love her. And, like, her character meets, like, I don't know if you've ever met her in the parks. She is amazing. And she will, like, give you fabulous poses. <laughs> I think the only character meet that I really uh, ever get that excited about is uh, Dr. Fest of the Air. He's, <gasps> he he's the, amazing. He's the only character that the moment I see him, I'm like, I need a photo. I'll write over it. <laughs> the, so I have met a facilier um, outside of of uh, Halloween and then I've met the Halloween version I will tell you the Halloween version is like phenomenal like so good I went to Oogie Boogie Bash last year and it was my first time it was so much fun probably my favorite Disney trip like ever ever and we my husband and I went we dressed up I was cotton candy he was popcorn we basically See, I saw <laughs> I saw the photo of your costume and it was adorable. I don't remember seeing the popcorn though. I'll have to look if through it again. If you swipe, if you swipe, you can see his as well. Okay, all right, all right, go on. Sorry, because <laughs> well, I love the podcast. <laughs> it it was so fun. We made our costumes. It was amazing. Just the fact that we accomplished something in itself was great. The fact that we got to go to Disneyland in said accomplished costumes, even better. The fact that people were going nuts over our costume was even <laughs> better like we got to walk through disneyland before um dca opened up for oogie boogie bash so we had like a couple of hours just walking through disneyland and yes we got to walk through disneyland in costume because you know they have that 13 year old rule where you're not allowed to wear costumes if you're over 13 except for halloween so we got to do that nobody stopped us in terms of uh, cast members telling us that we couldn't so it was really fun and then when we got to uh, Oogie Boogie Bash, Dr. Facilier was there. He was amazing. He, I'm just, just thinking about it. It was so funny. He looked at me. So all, all the characters were elevated on a stage because you couldn't like interact with them um, in the same sense that you can on a regular day because you basically just need to get through the, um, the line. And so he looked at me and he looked at the CM. He's like, what's that? And then he's like, get me a glass of water. I want to see if this thing melts. And I was just like, and he was doing this, you know, like off the cuff. And I was just like, okay, A, he's a really good like improver. And B, like he is just delightful. Like I want to hug him and be his best friend, even though he's evil. <laughs> I feel that way when I'm watching the movie. I'm like, oh, he's such a fun character. <laughs> he's so he's good. 
he's, he's so good. right up there in my mind with Ursula. Ursula's my favorite villain. And then you got uh, Pasolier, and he's uh, just fantastic. His song, his persona, the way he was animated is just gorgeous. Um, my favorite villain, it's a tie between Hades and Yzma from Emperor's New Groove. Because... I love a funny villain. Like, uh-huh. make me laugh and then try to kill me. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> I will die laughing. <laughs> and Hades is, I think Hades is funny. Well, no, he's funny for the audience. I, I think it, Yzma is more funny because she just, uh, she's surrounded, well, I was going to say she surrounds herself with uh, incompetence, but so does Hades. Hades has pain and panic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think James Wood and Eartha Kitt are just, so delightful in those roles like uh, just to make I love the audience <laughs> love a villain like that is genius and I will forever love those two and plus like they both have fabulous outfits like come on <laughs> so speaking of voices um, if you met a magical unicorn and this, ma- this magical unicorn is willing to grant you wishes uh, give you stuff just be your best friend what voice uh, would be a deal breaker. Like if they had a voice that I didn't like. If it I was like an actor, away. if it was a celebrity, if it was oh. anyone, if it was someone, someone's voice that is just too annoying. You're like, <gasps> I'm sorry, unicorn, we can't be friends. Oh my god, Kim Kardashian or any of the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to recognize their voice to be able to like. <laughs> it, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, they all basically sound the same. So like anybody from that family, it's just very nasally, but also just, I'm sorry if anyone is a fan of, of that family, but if, no. if they are following my podcast, let me, <laughs> let me make this very clear. I hate the Kardashians. I hate their whole family. I hate defending them about anything. Whenever someone says something that's like, uh, uh, transphobic or, uh, just, um, saying anything about like uh, shaming of something that I don't think that they should be shaming for. I'm like, ah, I don't want to defend the Kardashians, but I'm going to fight you on this. Like, Yes. But yeah, I understand your hate. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say hate. I did. I did. I did not correct you. <laughs> I, it's weird because I, I'm, I, I want to say that I would not be able to recognize their voice, but it's, I bet if I heard it, I would know it's a Kardashian. I know. 100%. You would. You would instantaneously be like, your blood would start boiling and you would just have steam coming out of your ears. You would go immediately Donald Duck? Yes. <laughs> that like the only appropriate time to go immediately well, Donald Hold on. Duck. Let's see if I can do this. It's like the moment I hear a Kardashian, I'm like, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I wonder if that even was, <laughs> I wonder if my microphone was able to capture that sound because otherwise it's going to sound really weird. Um, I, so, I know what you did. <laughs> so any of the Kardashians, <laughs> you'd meet a yeah. unicorn, you'd hear yeah. their voice and like, you know what, we're done. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm sorry. This is the day that my love for unicorns has died. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. I hope you are proud of yourself. That's a fantastic answer. <laughs> um, what are some of your particularly favorite products on your website? Uh, so I obviously love everything that's colorful. So that's everything. Um, but... <laughs> That's really good plug in right there. Um, so besides like the, the stuff that people know me for, which are like um, earrings in a bottle and enamel pins, I really love the things that are a little unexpected. Like maybe there are some people that don't realize I also do art prints and I, you know, I illustrate everything that's in my shop. So it's really hard for some people to make that connection of they see the end product but they don't understand the relationship between me and the end product where it's like, Oh, you're just selling this product as opposed to, I am not only selling this product, but I also came up with the concept for the product. I came up with the artwork for the product. I drew the artwork for the product. I had the product manufactured. I'm also the sales rep, the, 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 you know, like all the hats that I'm wearing. Um, it's really hard for some people to understand that. So when they see something that's different, besides what they're used to, like an art print or a handmade item. It's just like, I don't, I don't understand that you make this. How could you also, also make this? So um, this during quarantine, I've been pulling back on how much stuff I'm getting manufactured just because I don't have that um, income that I did prior years because all the 
conventions and events this year have basically been canceled. So I was like, well, there goes my entire year of income wiped out like in a matter of weeks. So I went into panic mode and then I went into survival mode and was like, well, what can I do now? Um, so I went back to making handmade products. So I had some brooches that were handmade. Um, they're laser cut, they're laser etched that I um, painted. And I've been starting to work with clay once again, which is what I did in like the very early ages of Unicorn Craft. So I've been making these really cute trinket dishes that I also um, put artwork on. So it's not just um, a dish, but it's also a dish with a character that you might recognize or a design that's really cute, like super colorful confetti, um, iridescent glitter, things like that. So basically I've been utilizing things that are already in my studio that have been sitting around and now I'm going, okay, well, how can I make this into something that I, that somebody would be interested in buying that I don't need to spend extra money for, but people still can see it in the world of unicorn crafts. So, you know, um, the prints, the trinket dishes, I've been doing washi tape, which I'm really excited about because I'm a huge stationary fan. So I came out with four designs of washi tape um, earlier this year, which I had in production before the before the pandemic. So when they arrived, I was like, well, it's not the best time to release new products, but I'm happy with it. So, you know, I've been I've been staggering my releases, especially now during holiday season. I'm really mindful of what I'm making and what I'm putting out. And no, not everything is being mass produced like a lot of the items in my shop. But now they're one of a kind limited edition items. So they're collector's pieces. I'm definitely going to, uh, I, I'm probably going to shop at your shop <laughs> this holiday season, but I want to make sure that, because uh, I, I keep seeing these things that say, like, all the big companies, they've been just getting richer in, during the pandemic, and uh, everyone needs to shop small, and it's like, I think I'm going to focus on that this winter, where it's like, no, I want to only shop small. I don't, I don't want to give any more money to the companies that are just taking advantage of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's people like you that like small businesses super appreciate because I've been seeing all those posts about, you know, like shopping small and how it actually affects a business owner as opposed to, you know, a CEO or somebody who doesn't need any more help this holiday season. Us as small business owners, we need the help because like I said earlier, a lot of us rely on the convention life and with that just being taken away, you can imagine like how much we've been struggling um, since March, basically, where it's like from March until now, we've just been pivoting, trying to see what works, trying new things, reaching out to, to people. And luckily for me personally, like my followers and the people who support my art have continued to do so. So I'm so thankful for that. And people like really stepped up, like immediately when I told you I went into like panic mode and then survival mode, like I reached out to my Instagram following and I was like, hey, like this pandemic is like really affecting me, like designer con get canceled, Dapper Day got canceled. And then from there, it was just a snowball of like all these shows sending us emails saying, sorry, we're canceled, we're canceled, we're canceled. And it was just like, could you imagine just like the mentality of these small business owners who like rely on all that? And it was just like, oh my goodness, how am I going to keep a roof over my head? How am I going to pay for groceries? How am I going to pay my bills? Because these shows for me personally bring in about like 70, 80% of my income. So without them, it's just like, oh, what am I going to do? So I reached out to my audience and I was just like, I need your help. And like immediately I got flooded with orders and I'm just so thankful and now with the holiday season coming up, you know, I'm saying it again, I need, I need your help to stay afloat because I've been lucky so far to be able to keep my business afloat. A lot of businesses haven't been so lucky, but it's because we as the creative small business world, we can make those, um, you know, personal connections with our supporters and they have access to us where in ways that other businesses might not have access to their, their fan base or their supporters where we can you can DM us and we will get back to you. Uh, and it's us. It's not our team. We don't have a social media team. It's if you send me a DM, it is me replying back to you. I might not get back to it like immediately, but I will get back to it, you know, pretty quickly because hi, like I said, I wear all the hats. So <laughs> at some point I will see it and, and write back to you. And I'm super thankful so far that I've been able to stay alive, stay afloat, have a roof over my head and food in my stomach. So, you know, I know a lot of people aren't that lucky, but 
this, this is why we need to all continue to help each other. And like small businesses ourselves, like we've been banding together and promoting each other like crazy. And that's, that's all we can do. Like we can't keep up with, you know, uh, apps like Instagram constantly changing their algorithm to make it tougher for us to be seen and the larger accounts keep getting featured and it's just like okay well we we can only do what we can do and the thing that is great for us is we have the immediate contact with the people who genuinely care about our products and our artwork and our well-being so that's that's great for us I've been very annoyed by uh the election made so that uh, Instagram's like, all right, well, we can't have the recent hashtags uh, available. And it's uh, taking a huge blow to <laughs> my yeah. circulation as far as people can actually see my artwork. So that's been a bummer, but <sighs> people people ruin good things. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, oh, something's working for you and you're, you're getting visibility. Great, we're going to change that. <laughs> we're going to ruin that. That, that <laughs> Don't worry about that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I've been, like, finding, like, different platforms to try to, you know, be on, like, um, TikTok has been fun to be on. Like, I started Unicorn Crafts underscore, because somebody took Unicorn Crafts, um, so my account is Unicorn Crafts underscore, so I've been doing, like, packaging videos. They're just simple videos that I can easily shoot while I'm packing orders, and I just take some interesting orders. Like, I had one guy um, from DesignerCon he had like all a Totoro based order. So I recorded me packing his video and, you know, put it to music and put it up on TikTok. And, you know, it's just another way to, to get seen. I mean, any, anything is helpful these days. I've been reluctant to do TikTok, but everyone keeps saying that I should. And I'm like, <laughs> especially now that uh, Trump lost the election, then sure. Now I can get TikTok. Yeah. Now it's not going to get banned. <laughs> It's actually quite a fun app. I have, I have my personal account, which I watch all my, like, I love scare videos, like people scaring other people or, like, pulling <laughs> pranks. I'm laughing hysterically at those. And it's, for me, you know, it's it's another just, like, release of, like, stress to, like, watch videos that make me laugh. So when I'm feeling too stressed out, I'll go on TikTok for a while, watch cute puppy videos, cute um you know, just adorable videos will make me happy. People playing pranks on each other will make me happy. I'm not all about the, you know, dance videos. Like I've seen a couple and it's like, okay. And then it's like, okay, I'm getting bored of this. Let me, let me move on to something else. <laughs> I saw, cause I, you know, people I follow on Instagram, they post stuff from TikTok. And uh, there's one video of this, of someone getting mad at this kid who called NSYNC, N-S-Y-N-C. Uh, <laughs> like they didn't they didn't read it out they just said the the letters and the person on tiktok was like uh-uh we're gonna fight i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna find this person <laughs> and i'm like i i think i could i think i might try tiktok we'll see um speaking of things that make you feel better um this is a holiday season where we're not going to be able to go to disneyland um what holiday what what do you, do you have like a favorite memory or like a particular thing that you think about when you think of holiday season at disneyland specifically like christmas time yeah or like end of the year holiday end um, of the year holidays because you know i'm i'm i celebrate halloween all year long so right? don't worry. i was about to say <laughs> <laughs> i was like i really love halloween like all the time <laughs> um but yeah that that last trip to disneyland during uh for oogie boogie was like hands down one of my favorites but if we're talking end of the year holidays i think um last year when I went to Disneyland um it was during designer con because we were there at the Anaheim Convention Center for three night or for three days for the show but uh Friday night started um later in the day so it started around like five so I got ready woke up early went to Disneyland I was there by like eight or nine like super early because i I never get to go super early because my husband is not an early riser. He will maybe get to like help me get to Disneyland by like 10 at the earliest. And I'm always like, okay. <laughs> but I was like, I'm right here. Cause we were staying in Anaheim for the show. So I was like, I'm right here. I can get to Disneyland by like rope drop, which will be like the first time I'm there, like super early. My husband was like, you go, I'm going to sleep. I was like, that's fine. Like I'm perfectly capable of going to Disneyland by myself and enjoying it. And it, you know, it depends on who you're with is how you're going to experience things differently. So 
I had never been by myself before, at least not on purpose. I've been there early waiting for friends and stuff like that. But like, this was like me going to Disneyland by myself. This is the game plan. So I was like, okay, this is happening. So I got there. I was in my holiday dress with like my um, cute little tree sweater that everyone bought from Target last year or the year before. Um, it was really fun. I just walked around. I was like, okay, my goal right now is to do character meets to get my um, Santa mint peppermint macaron from Jolly Holiday because it was my favorite treat. I am a huge peppermint fan. Like peppermint is my jam. <laughs> it is so right when, right when October leaves and pumpkin spice <laughs> takes a step back, you're like mint everything. <laughs> yes. I was like, now is my time to shine. All of y'all had your time with what is it pumpkin spice Ugh, I'm not a fan so I have to wait patiently but now it is peppermint season I am so excited so I go to Jolly <laughs> Holiday it was the first thing I did got two of the the Santa hats because I was I loved it so much the prior year that I was like oh it sells out pretty quickly so I'll make sure I have another one it was delightful um and then I met I met Captain Hook he was really fun. I met Gaston that morning. It was my first Gaston meet and greet. And can I tell you how much I loved meeting Gaston? It was so good. Is that, your, is that the video on your Instagram? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that video. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, I basically asked Gaston. I had the camera recording him. And I asked him, hey, have you, like, tried a different approach with Belle before? And he's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, maybe, you know, not trying to accost her every time you see her. And I cannot tell you how great it is to, like, make a character break and to, like, make them laugh, like, genuinely laugh. Like, that is my goal, to, like, make the character, like, face characters laugh. And Gaston laughed, and I just felt so accomplished for the rest of the day. It was, it was delightful. When you when you said uh, you know how about you try some subtlety I, I immediately I thought of like Gaston saying something like uh, I didn't know Bell was a tea drinker I'll try that <laughs> <laughs> it might it might have been too early for him to be on his wit <laughs> but then like just on the other side this is in Fantasyland so just on the other side um, there was the Evil Queen and this was the good Evil Queen I don't know if you know the differences between the Evil I Queens. don't. <gasps> So there's this one actress who plays the evil queen and like, she's the one that's like plastered all over YouTube and it was her. And I was like, Oh, I have to meet her. I have to meet her because I've been dying to like have an interaction with her. And so when I got in line, they had just like cut off the line, maybe like two people behind me. So I was like, yes, I get to meet her. This is going to be amazing. And yes, it was amazing. She was delightful <laughs> as well. She, wicked, wicked, but delightful. Like, Oh my gosh, everything I could have hoped for. And perfectly wicked. Yeah, perfectly wicked. I haven't posted my video with her. Um, I think I kind of forgot, but I will at some point. It was a very long video. Like she, her, my interaction with her was like a good like five minutes. Like she <laughs> took her time. It was awesome. Um, one thing I like to ask people about Disneyland uh, is how would you add, especially someone who um, loves diverse representation um i loved your because i was looking through when, when i was looking through your instagram about like what questions i want to ask you um i saw your bit with a uh, captain marvel about asking for more uh diversity in the background i'm like yeah no that totally makes sense like it's just yeah it was a, just a cw background for her <laughs> um, <laughs> and um one thing i always and your your take about thursday is fantastic um i love i love those live streams um how would you add uh, more diverse representation at Disneyland? So that Captain Marvel uh, post that you just referenced was basically what started it for me. That's what uh -huh. like, made me be like, okay, this is the hill that I'm going to die on because this is really important to me. Because uh, at the premiere, you saw Brie Larson? Lawson. I forget what her last name is. You see Captain Marvel. I and... really couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm so sorry if anyone's a huge fan. Um, I'm really bad with names. Uh, so you see her and she's there. And I get it. Like these press events, it's not the studio that invites people. It is these um, companies. So like if Hot Topics is being represented, if her universe is being represented, they have their own PR teams and they get to pick whoever they want to invite. I get that. It's those people that need 
to incorporate more diversity in their guest list. Like, I'm sure there are tons of people because everyone looked just like Brie, like blonde hair, Caucasian, except for there was one, um, you know, Latinx influencer who was there. But even in the photo that they posted, she was being covered. So it was just like, oh, okay. She got the Mike Wazowski? (laughs) 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 Yeah. So it, it became a whole thing. And that for me was like, okay, like this is something I want to speak out about. Um, not necessarily, you know, like make a ruckus negatively in, in the terms of like, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. But just like, just so everyone's aware that stuff like this happens all the time. And it would be great to see a little bit more diversity. And at Disneyland, I feel like, you know, Disneyland, um, this the cast members are great because they come from all walks of life. So you see the diversity in the cast members, the, the face characters. We have a few that are in the, the uh, BIPOC community. So you've got Tiana, you've got your Jasmine, but as I don't know if you recently saw some of the posts about that, they sometimes get Caucasian actresses to play, not Tiana, mind you, but like, yeah, Jasmine, <laughs> that, would, that would be, that would be, uh, that would, <laughs> Although, you know, with like tanning the way it is, some people have, you know, passed for for being darker than they actually are. Um, But yeah, so they've gotten, you know, certain actresses to play these roles. But, you know, we have our Jasmine, we have our Tiana's, but we can have more. There are tons more, um, you know, IPs that involve, you know, you've got your Pocahontas, you've got your Esmeralda, you've got your, um, shoot. See, like (laughs) the fact that I can't even like name so so many is a problem in itself but I feel like for something to trickle down to the Disneyland level we need to see change at the Walt Disney Company level so you know the executives that are making these decisions the people that are being chosen to direct these films that's or or even writing the stories that's where the diversity needs to happen in the writers rooms in the, the the boardrooms for it to affect a place like Disneyland because Disneyland is all well and good, but outside of that is also important to see the diversity that you may see in the parks with the cast members at least. But I feel like it's really important to, you know, get those female and, you know, people who identify as female um, into the boardrooms, into those decision-making roles, into the director's chairs, into just the spotlight of being seen and also yes like people who are in charge of these PR lists like let's get some more diversity in in the room in terms of events mind you yes I know it's COVID and all that but you're still you're still uh showcasing uh creators on your Instagram you're still showcase sending you know products or like having them work with you for certain events that are are safe right now so why not diversify your, your list a little bit more that way? Or even the people that have the opportunities right now, it, I feel like people shouldn't see it as competition to be like, hey, I have this friend who I think would be really great for the next time you do something like this. That's not to say that you also are not going to get that same opportunity as a person of um, a Caucasian background. You're just... that is what being an ally is that is what opening the doors for people who you know are just as talented but aren't getting the eyeballs because of whatever their um, reasons are so for you if you really want to know what being an ally looks like that's just one way of doing it just reaching out to your contacts and being like here's a list of you know by POC uh, people that I think you should take a look at that would fit what you're looking for because if you like my content and you like me there are like you know 15 20 other people that I can recommend to you that's not to say that you yourself are not going to still get the work because I know a lot of people including myself make um, a living off of working with brands so you know I'm not saying hurt yourself in the process but helping other people shouldn't be so competitive (laughs) And uh, when you said with the uh, Captain Marvel background, uh, the people that are behind her, um, you said, oh, there was one uh, Latinx, uh, you said influencer? Is that the title that you were, that influencer, you gave him? Influencer, creator, yeah. Cre- okay. 
Um, and I'm just like, uh, I've heard so many cases where, uh, it's, it's always like, oh, well, there's one Latinx, uh, there's one, one person of color in the background. So, uh, we're done. We're good. Yeah. We're, we, we've, we're diverse. We got one. We've <laughs> met our quota for the year. We're good to go. And it's like, no, just, uh, <laughs> just fill it up. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I all really, have to, <laughs> I was really, um, looking at the background for when they were releasing Aladdin and the Lion King, the live actions, um, last year or whenever that was, um, but I was just like, okay, like, are we going to have the same sort of situation where we see the same faces of non-diversity in, in the audience? Or are we going to, because predominantly the cast is made up of, you know, like a diverse cast. So let's have some diversity in the premiere audience as well. But unfortunately for Aladdin, it wasn't that um, diverse, but I did see some diversity. That's surprising. For, yeah, I know. I was, like, <laughs> I was hoping, me was hoping like for uh some South Asian faces, some Middle Eastern faces, because, you know, although Agrabah is a made up place, like we still have people from, you know, influences of, of Agrabah. So you've got your South Asians, you've got your Middle Easterns, you've got your North Africans, like all, all of those could be considered like, you know, influences for Agrabah. But I don't recall seeing too, too many, like maybe there was one or two, but again, like we said, one or two is not enough when the C, the majority of who you're seeing is, is not even who's in the film. And it's just, for me, it's really disappointing to be of South Asian um, descent and being like, why can't I see myself in any of these people that are like getting these opportunities? Like, I, I'm not saying it needs to be me, but can we at least diversify just, just a little bit? And I feel like s since I've made that comment um, about the Captain Marvel situation, things have been more vocal like other people have started to speak out and movements have started to happen about about diversity which is great and take about thursday is my little way of doing that and you know i i showcase um someone who you might not know and i just ask them some questions about their love of disney or their love of fandom or just what they're into and just talk about yourself for like a little bit there's there's no real like chart that's a course you know or a course that's charted um so it's it's just a nice way to a get to know some people that are in the disney community um that i sometimes just meet for the first time by doing things like this and b just to let other people know who they are and give them some love on their own um following and i actually did not know there was a big <laughs> disney um bounding community like this big whole thing what? I know, I know. I, 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 I stick to just like really appreciating the art. I know a lot of artists. <laughs> I know a lot of cartoonists. And I know some friends who do bounding, but I did not know how wide the community was. And then when I found out that uh, it's mostly, you know, Caucasian will, like, especially on Instagram, will get more visibility. And that was annoying. Like whenever I hear about something whenever i hear about something that i did not know about because my privilege shields me to that sort of stuff um i'm just like someone said oh it's your white guilt i'm like no it's it's it feels more like anger than guilt because <laughs> <laughs> it's something i did not know about society and so it, it, i get it, it exposes to me to it and i'm just like cool i need to do whatever i can to fix it i, I need to and so i love that about take about thursday where i'm just like cool i i followed i think a few people from your take about thursday because i'm just like no i want I want these talented folks who do amazing costumes and amazing participation and their, their, uh, their fandom is inspiring and I want to support them in any way I possibly can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's just the least you can do is just give somebody yeah. a follow is basically the least you could possibly do. And just to have, you know, new eyeballs and new interaction with your page, especially on Instagram, it's, that helps you get discovered from other maybe brands. Like I know a lot of these people that I featured have gone on to like get some deals with um, some brands and they're like working with them, which is amazing. So like, I feel like that just following somebody new, like discovering a new page and just going down that rabbit hole of like, okay, well I'm on a new page. Let me see who they follow and then go from there. You're going to discover so much, so much. And I, greatly appreciate that from your take about Thursday because again there's people in communities that I did not know exist in 
uh, fandoms that I already consider myself in. <laughs> um, it's huge. Disney bounding is huge. What social media should people follow of yours? So I have my personal account, which is Hello Fahima, and for Unicorn Crafts, it's just that Unicorn Crafts. Uh, I also have Hello Fahima uh, for TikTok, Unicorn Crafts underscore for TikTok, and my website is unicorncraftsart.com. And what sort of uh, words, what sort of uh, last words would you give to someone who's aspiring to make their own jewelry or make <laughs> make scary things cute? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's really important to design things that you like personally. Like I said, I don't like gore or things like that. So you won't see me, you know, with any like it or Freddy Krueger type thing unless I maybe Good. cute it. <laughs> unless I cutify it. Because Sorry, I'm a, I, I hate clowns. So you said Pennywise. <laughs> I'm like, nope. Oh my gosh, Freddy Krueger still <laughs> till this day haunts my nightmares. Until <laughs> Until I saw this TikTok where he was dancing and I was like, this is kind of, this is kind of awesome. It's not really scary. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that helped me with my fear. But yeah, I think um, being authentic in every aspect of your life is important, but especially if you're trying to sell something, because if you are making something just because it's popular or you think somebody else is going to like it, you're not going to be able to sell it with devotion. You're, you, the way you talk about it is going to feel like a facade. So if you can actually... I mean, from my many conversations during this podcast, if you could tell, I get really excited about things. I get very animated about things, but you won't be able to um, do that if you don't really care about the designs or the art or the the fandom or the IP. Um, but also it's okay to do original art. You don't have to do an IP. You don't have to follow a fandom. It's, I have plenty of original artwork in my shop. Um, just know that your audience is going to be different. So if you have, say, Disney-inspired stuff, someone might not um, be drawn towards your original art as much as they are towards something that's recognizable, and that's okay. I think that's the main thing is if you have something in your shop that's really um, successful because people recognize it, but then you put out something that's a little bit more um, personal or it's, it's uh, original artwork and it doesn't get the same reaction, it's very common to be like, well nobody likes my original art. I should stop doing it. And I should just focus on, on things that people already know. No, it's okay. Like do what makes you happy. Do things that there are some designs that I just needed to get out. And the feminist unicorn design was one of them. Um, I just drew that for myself and I was like, okay, I think maybe I'll make this into a pin and a sticker. And it did really well. Um, so you never know what's gonna, what's going to be popular, but also at the end of the day, make art that makes you happy. 